Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> Wait. Have you been lifting weights? <laughs> Don't do it. Your arms, they're so swole. <laughs> I, re- I really think they're swole, babe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start this over. <laughs> Why are you embarrassed? <clears throat> you put in some hard work, babe. Welcome to the More Light Podcast, a podcast exploring family life in real time. I'm your host, Ben, and with me is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. It's not like I'm doing, you know, that crazy program that people are doing to lift weights to get buff really fast. Um, CrossFit? That thing? (laughs) Not doing CrossFit. Not doing CrossFit, no. It's cool. It's cool if you are. (laughs) That was embarrassing. I'm not getting buff. (laughs) I think they're bigger. They're bulging (laughs) out a little, babe. I mean, Ben. I, I've noticed <clears throat> that I say babe too much just like habitually like just that I don't want to stop because I love your name I love the name Ben Ben <laughs> so much better than babe yeah you are a babe how many of you listening um, call your significant other babe I'd like to get a poll maybe we should have a little poll okay on it. we'll throw it on the ground uh, we have found ourselves to be saying that in a lot yeah but see like if you say it, I want it to have meaning, like, right? So I, I even want, like, if I'm saying it, I want it to be like, babe, you know, like, it's got to have some meaning. I don't want to just throw it out there all the time. I'm, I annoy myself when I do that. Yeah. yeah I, I yeah, do I, I, love I, I, it when, I, I, when Ben calls me baby girl. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we need to care about what we call her. But I was saying, I yeah. say your name, like, 10,000 times a day, and so... Uh-huh. It was just a shorter way to say, but I mean, I do need to be more endearing with the way I use my word, my name. I really like names. it when you call me Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite. Makes my heart skip a beat. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out and um, click and play. <laughs> uh, we are wrapping up our summer series uh, called "How We Cope." And um, normally, I'm used to summer ending in July, but... Uh, we live in New England now. Yeah, we live in New England now, so um, technically, summer doesn't actually end. Until August. Until the August. end of August, so September. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, technically, the season of fall <clears throat> starts September like 20th or 21st. Yeah. The, 21st, I think. The 21st. Yeah, so, so that's technical. <laughs> So, and that, that's just weird for us. But, you know, it's a new thing. It's a new place. And, um, so, yeah, we're wrapping up this summer series called How We Cope, um, um, which uh, Seth Haynes sort of launched for us as he um, sort of walked through his book. <coughs> yeah. His book is the reason why we are doing this series. Yeah, his book... Um, um, the book of uh, the book of waking up. So, um, if you're interested in why we're doing this, go ahead and hop back and listen to his con- our, our conversation with Seth. I, I felt that the conversation was really good. I thought it went really smooth, and 
you'll have probably a better understanding of why we're talking about the, the ways in which we cope through life. And so uh, thus, for, uh, thus far, up until this point, mm-hmm. we have touched on technology um, and how that has so shaped and formed us to this day, and also shopping, mm-hmm. the ways in which shopping has plagued us <laughs> at every turn. Um, and yeah, today we're just going to take a moment to talk through some ideas about food uh, and the ways that um, food can um, so call us to itself. (laughs) Very instinctually as well. It's just, yeah, food, man. Maybe we just shouldn't say food. Maybe we should just say uh, Captain Crunch. (laughs) Whiz-bang. Yeah, Seth Haynes in his book actually uses the term whiz-bang. Well, any, any way that you cope, you know, it, it does something psychologically in your brain. Like, there literally is a release of dopamine in your brain. And I'm going to butcher this if I attempt to explain it all to you. But that's why you should pick up the book of Waking Up. And you should read it. Because he does. He has a really winsome way of... With the brain? Yeah, with the brain. Do you have it, Mark? Do you have it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um... It might be on this blue marker, honestly. This little page, that might be it. Oh, yeah? Uh, Anyway, so yeah, in the same ways, I mean, this is slightly redundant, except for, you know, food is also a gift. Actually, all the other ones are a gift, too. Shopping can be a gift. Yeah, I think think all this material you're going to find is, in a sense, the same the same thing I was going to read this quote actually from John Calvin to start our time today because um, he kind of talks about this idea um, that we're talking through um, with everything Um, and yeah so John Calvin um, Crossway I believe I think Crossway just put out um, yeah or is it Crossway yeah Uh, just put out these little series they're just little books and um, this has been a, a helpful thing to me in my life as a Christian. Um, and it's, uh, it's called A Little Book on the Christian Life. And I think what they did is they just took the material out of his institutes and they just put it into well, a little it's, book. It's a really good translation as well because often John Calvin's really hard because he wrote in Latin mm-hmm. and it was translated. Sometimes the translations are really hard to read, but this is a, this is a real, it's an easier um, yeah, it's translated and edited by Aaron Clay yeah. and uh, Burke Parsons. So yeah, it's it's a much easier, it's a it's a much easier read. Um, and I'll put this in our, our show notes if, in case you're interested. And, and I'm wrong. It wasn't Crossway. It was Reformation Trust who put who put it out. Mm. But so he says here, uh, he says here, um, we won't go wrong in the use of God's gifts. As long as we let their use be governed by their author's purpose in creating and designing them for us. For truly, he created them for our good, not for our ruin. No, no one, therefore, will hold a truer course than he, who, than he who carefully considers this purpose of God's good gifts. Thus, if we consider the purpose for which he created food, 
We find he had he had regard not only for our necessity, but also our pleasure and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same is with clothes. The purpose was our adornment and honor in addition to our necessity. In the case of herbs and trees and fruits, he considered the pleasantness of their appearance and the charm of their smell in addition to their various uses. If this weren't true, the prophet couldn't list among God's benefits wine, which gladdens the heart of man, and oil, which makes man's face shine. We see this in Psalm 104, 14 through 15. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth, and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen the heart of a man. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was helpful to me. Yeah. Um, And just understanding, you know, he created... um, he created food, um, not only for our nece- necessity, but also pleasure and enjoyment. I, I just think that's really true. I haven't seen this show yet, but somebody has highly recommended it to us, um, and it's a show called Alone. Have you heard of this? It was uh, in the wilderness. It was the Coneses who, oh, yeah. who recommended we watch yeah. this show called yeah. Alone. Right. And I asked him, hey, why would you recommend we watch this show? And he said, well, it's a, it's a show about survival. So, you know, you're out there and you have one camera. I think they used their own camera to film themselves. Yeah. And it's a show about who, essentially, who, who can survive mm-hmm. in, in the harshest conditions and, and contexts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, the food in that context is all uh, obviously... Um, for survival alone. <laughs> um, but John Calvin here is like, well, you know, th- there is so much more to food right. than simply surviving. Right. We, we picked up this new chocolate bar. It's a brand called a Hue. H-H-H-U. It's, oh, we'll throw it in our show notes. It's, it's really good. It's this crunchy mint. Um, it has really like it's a short ingredient list and it's really good chocolate they've done it really well um but that between the crunch and the flavor burst of it <laughs> i mean the first time ben and i ate it we were obsessed and we were just truly enjoying it that first night you know you know when you savor something and you're just like wow mm. that was good mm. like you know whether you know it or not you're you know, stimula- stimu- stimulating your affections towards Christ, or you can, you know, you don't always, you can enjoy a good thing. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, mm. I have since then <clears throat> bought like 10 other of those bars, and they have not tasted that good since. And so we, t- we take something that's really good, and the whiz bang that we get from that really good thing, we try to emulate. And I've often found that I am turning to food as a coping mechanism when I'm just like, when I just find myself suddenly in the pantry opening up a bag of chocolate when the day got, you know, is hard or I'm tired. And um, is it a bad thing? I've, mm. I've found I'm better off when I don't do that. Mm. Uh, 
do I always not do it? Do I always catch myself while I'm doing that? Mm. No. I often get that quick chocolate hit. That mm. I'm just like, oh, I just need a little chocolate here. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting in our humanity how quickly mm. we turn something good and we yeah. abuse it. We abuse it. Mm. Yeah, a big paint stroke or <clears throat> I would say brush brush stroke idea through through Seth Haynes' book is that pain is speaking to us um, and pain has a very important purpose in life um, and so God has a purpose for us in life with pain and we don't like pain so you know we want to use things to try to avoid to avoid that at all costs when God would really prefer us to use pain for his glory for us to be refined or to be molded or shaped into his image and instead we a lot of times we we feel pain and then we try to cope um, and we'll today we're we're talking about food in the ways you know what else helps helps that salted butter and, salt, and bread salted butter you and just bread. throw it in the toaster and you put some butter on it. Or an Andy Dwyer sandwich. What's an Andy Dwyer sandwich? <laughs> well, did, don't you remember the episode where he, I think Chris asked him, like, hey, what's your favorite food? Or somebody, he's like, butter. well, I put, no, he's like, I put a Skittle between a Starburst and a Starburst. <laughs> and I called it a, a Star Skittle sandwich or something. I don't or, yeah, <laughs> a Starburst Skittle oh, sandwich. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. I really didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> he puts it in his mouth and he's just like, it's like a... Or he explains. Taste the rainbow. It's taste. <laughs> if, those are really old commercials. Well, when I was a kid, I mean, think about it. I was going to call you baby. Think about it, baby, though. Come when baby, I was, girl. <laughs> Come baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, um, they would use bubble gum as a reward for me to memorize scripture. Mm -hmm. They would use... We still use the reward system a lot. Sure. With kids, you know? Our brains are just like yeah. after reward systems, you yeah. know? And I remember being like, I have to get this these things signed off so that I can get as much bubble gum as I can, mm -hmm. you know, so I can get this bubble mm -hmm. gum. And I, uh, I, got to, I got to know some of the leaders really well and became friends with them, and I, I would just persuade them to, to like write me off without actually doing the work. <laughs> and then I'd get a lot of bubble gum. Yeah, you're a very likable person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think, yeah, food and food just holds a lot of power over us. It's something that we need. Um, just even as John Calvin was talking about the Psalms, how you know it nourishes us, it gives us strength. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that we need, and yet, it's something that we abuse, and the, it literally does dump a load of dopamine that feels good in our brain. Not bad things. Uh, funny, funny story that came to mind. We have some good friends. Um, they're they're um, dear to our hearts in Kansas City. Uh, Blake and Laura. They have. Um, they have three kids. We really admire a lot of what they're doing in their house, and they've really inspired us in a lot of ways to how we do life. 
But one of these stories, we used to meet them at the park or walk down down the hill to Gillum Park. And uh, one particular day, we were there, and uh, one of their kids, their sons, was having a day. And he's this he's just a treat. He's just like, I just sweet things pop in my heart when I think of this boy to this day, <laughs> to this day. Um, Ah, so special. But we were there that day, and you know he was particularly having a day, and I just can't wait to tell him this story when he's older. But I'll never forget. And it was a frustrating moment for Laura. But at Gillum Park, people bring unhealthy snacks, like you will find Cheetos, Doritos, Burger King, up the wazoo. It was. What's wrong with those Doritos? I mean. On the regular, can we be honest? We can be honest. We know. We know it's not good for us. Not good. But, I mean, dude, this kid, he must have been so hungry this day. Or just like, who even knows? You know, kids are kids. But it just reminded me of the power that food has over us because he could not help but go up to everyone in that park and ask them for their food. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was just like magnetic. And he wouldn't stop. And... And Laura, she would intercept. She would intercept this, and it was just constant that day. And, and man, if you you know these people and you know their son, like just to know him is to love him. It was just so funny. But the power that food has over us is just unbelievable. But man, I I love that story. It might not be as funny to you as it is to us because we know him. But kids, it just are just relentless. <laughs> It's, it's just, you know, just like so pure in their conduct, they, you know, not trying to be that deceiving, but they are. <laughs> it was such a funny day. Oh, man, those what? snacks, you know, they're good. Those snacks are good. <laughs> you they, know they're good. They have a particular power yeah. over us. Yeah, I read a really interesting mm. article about the uh, the power of crunch, the philosophy behind oh, crunch man. and how uh, it's been marketed and... Um, and millions have been sold because there's just something about the texture of a crunch that gets mm-hmm. you going back for more. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting article. Uh-huh. I should find it and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, man. Um, we have recently been indoctrinated by this book called The Road Back to You. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's a book, Ian Cron. How do you, is it Crone? I don't know if it's Crone or Cron. Yeah. I think it's Cron. I think he's got a podcast called Typology. And yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, on uh, the Enneagram. <clears throat> yeah, and I was reading through my number, <laughs> which um, if you all care to know, uh, I am going to probably register most closely with the nine. Oh, you worded that really well. That, yeah. was, that was good, yes. With the nine and... Probably wing eight because I don't like to be controlled. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, And and I was reading through. It's a great book. It it is. It's been helpful. Um, I I like I liked the well. There's no introduction, but I like the first two chapters. I haven't read through all the numbers, but I read through the first two chapters. The finding my type chapter I found to be really helpful. It's it's a book that's really good if you, if you struggle with the enneagram concept because for a very long time you you weren't ready to yeah. delve into the enneagram and it's okay it's a hard sell. Well, there I mean there's a quote there yeah. in the second chapter where the guy says um, all self discovery 
models are wrong, but some are helpful. Oh, that brother? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it's not like this is, you know, scripture by any means. It's just a helpful tool. Right, it's to, a tool. It's a helpful tool. So, but as I was reading my number, um, I was like, oh, I, I'm prone to, um, because my deadly sin is sloth, in, 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 in a sense, I'd have to do some explaining there, which I'm not going to do right now. Right, and this is in a podcast on Yeah, Enneagram. but, like, um, my tendency would be to turn to food, uh, or to drink, or to um, Netflix, to let life fly by, to ignore to ignore life so that it can just go by. Mm-hmm. And I think actually in every type, there's a temptation to do that, uh, is to turn to food, turn to right. these things, right. to just let life fly by. Right, it's our humanness, it's, it's our flesh. I mean, Galatians, baby. What about Galatians? Well, I talk about the, the flesh and the spirit, the division of it. That's just what it reminds me of. Mm. It does. So, guys, watch out for food. It's out to get you. <laughs> and to help you and to nourish you. It's out to I get don't you. think food's out to get us. I think we are out to get ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> food just helps. <laughs> well, maybe pay attention to your rhythms with food. I, uh, For the longest time, I ate a huge bowl of yogurt before going to bed. Like a big bowl of yogurt. Yeah. But I thought that that was a healthier, it is a healthier option. Well, for than, a long time it was ice cream. You know, cream. a bowl of ice cream before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but now because of some other things that I'm dealing with health-wise, I don't even do the yogurt mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Different story for a different day. Uh, yeah, but it is. It's it's good to know just your like the ways that you do like reflect on. Do you use food to cope with life, and how do you do that? And um, I would say something that is helpful. And like I said earlier, I don't always stop and successfully. You know, we're gonna use the word intercept again. Um, the situation, but uh, you know, sometimes it's helpful just to stop and to be like, why? Why am I doing this? Um, do you have other mm-hmm. thoughts on that? No, actually, I, I just was going to comment on what you said about story <clears throat> um, and how everybody's story is different. And actually, I think that food <laughs> food and story go together hand in hand. I think that if you were to timeline or take a timeline of your life back to when you started as a kid and you were to attach the food items mm-hmm. um, with your timeline, mm-hmm. um, you would see... I'll never forget my Christology professor at uh, at Calvary when I was uh, when I was a sophomore, or was I uh, maybe sophomore? Yeah. <clears throat> and he said, "Hey guys," uh, and he started his class out by saying, "You guys need to watch how you eat." And he was like, "When I was a kid, my parents I, they did not keep me in check with the cabinets." <laughs> And I was able to eat whatever came my way. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and that has really messed me up until this day. Mm-hmm. He was a very cool professor. Yeah. Um, Mr. Smith. Yeah. But yeah, he was very honest and real. Like he's like, I struggle with, I struggle with food up until to this day because of the way my parents didn't keep me in check as a kid. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so there's a story there too mm-hmm. behind the dependency on food. Mm-hmm. The tricky part is you grew up in a house with four boys with voracious appetites. Your poor mom. Dude, my mom had cabinets in check. Yeah. Yeah, she put locks on them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying she had to keep up with your appetites. It, oh, no. You guys were just so active that you were probably just constantly hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always eating, because uh-huh. we're always moving. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think it's so funny, because Luke is, your brother Luke's significantly younger. He would always have the Oreos in the house, which we had the Oreos in the house growing up too, but I love how Luke had his specific Oreos he, he got. <laughs> the youngest, they always, my, my youngest brother's name is Luke too, and he, he got spoiled food-wise as well. That's a thing. Yeah. Anyway. I just think it's interesting to think through We've talked about it before, story and food, especially yeah. with your life. Oh, man. I mean, baby, like eating, you know, putting Pop-Tarts in your cereal for breakfast, that's not... I didn't, I didn't know, like the Pop-Tarts in with. my cereal. Oh. Those, were, those were my brothers. However, I did, in your cereal, I did like, love the Pop-Tarts growing your, up. I can no longer eat those. My body rejects it. <laughs> I wish I could. They're very good. Um, but, yeah, no, I used to... Yeah, I used to... Get a lot of whiz bang growing up. <laughs> a lot of whiz bang. Never ended. I could whiz bang whenever I wanted. So I've been doing some thinking through, um, and thanks for hanging out, listening to this podcast. No, it's uh, been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been thinking through just some some tools to help sort of keep us in check with the ways in which we cope, whether it's with technology, shopping, food, the way in which we use our money, the way in which we use our time. Um, some tools that have been helpful to us obviously one tool (laughs) which is more than a tool um which is life in and of itself is the word of god to be immersing yourself and spending time Mm -hmm. with the scriptures Mm -hmm. and letting the scriptures Mm -hmm. speak to you and sort Mm -hmm. of pull yourself out of yourself Mm -hmm. to see his glory Mm -hmm. um that's not even a tool. That's just life, guys. Like, we need the bread and food of Scripture, mm-hmm. right? Jesus talks a lot about how he is bread, like, he is food. Um, and we mm-hmm. need to fill ourselves up with with him every day. Um, that's a no-brainer. I feel that that, with a combination of coming before the Lord in humility and asking him to help. Yeah. Is. Yeah. True. Being honest. Like, he's a loving father. He wants to hear, he wants to hear you honestly come to him. And he already knows it, but he wants to, it's kind of like when our children do something that's wrong, like, we lovingly want them to come to us and, like, hear them acknowledge it. And he, he wants that for us. But um, a helpful metaphor from, um, you'll, you've heard me talk about Jody Blick lots. Um, but her and her husband, something that was helpful, um, did a study with them at the at the church that we were at. But it, it's like, what what are you filling yourself up with first? Hmm. Is it, it, that might be a helpful um, illustration for you? Like consider consider like your meal, your plate. What are you filling yourself up with first? Like if you fill yourself up with dessert first, you're not going to really have room for the main portion. If you're I mean, so just like consider that and be fed. 
um, be nourished by Jesus and his word. And I'm super thankful for that illustration. It's really stuck with me. Mm, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Another thing we try to do around here is we try to sing songs. Um, we try to fill up, we try to fill ourselves up with, you know, as, as the Apostle Paul would say in Ephesians 5, with, um, with hymns of praise and hymns of song, songs of praise um, to his name. Because songs just help our hearts be full of him. Um, so yeah, we sing a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. If you're not musical, that doesn't mean that you can't sing or engage with music. Yeah, turn music on. Mm-hmm. Use the gift of music. Uh, I would recommend this book to you, The Book of Waking Up, just to, <laughs> to dip into that as a, re- as a resource. <laughs> what book? <laughs> and, um, I recommend if you read that book to take time to look at the scripture references in it because those are helpful um i do appreciate when people back up what they're saying with with scripture and he does that there um another random resource that i just thought of was this uh new city catechism which to be honest i've sort of failed to actually be <laughs> moving through this with our kids and family mm-hmm. um, but <clears throat> i mean i would say for the season that we did it was really helpful yeah um, and it's just a, a catechism to help us sort of stay on track. I'll just read you a few that I had marked uh, that could even help us with this conversation. Is question one, uh, what is our only hope in life and death? That we are not our own, but belong body and soul, both in life and death, to God and to our Savior Jesus Christ. So, I mean, even just taking that first question and looking at the answer that Mm -hmm. we are not our own. Mm -hmm. We are not our own. So, you know, you are not what you eat. You are what you love, but you belong to God, the Father. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, we should care about what we eat. Because of that, we should care about what we put in our body. And this book is extra awesome because if you have young children, they've condensed it so you can work through this even with young children. It says, so instead of, you know, saying what is our only hope in life and death, and the answer would be that we are not our own, but we belong to God. Mm -hmm. Like that would be the shorter, more comprehensive answer than say if you have a little bit older of children. And then, of course, there's um, scripture at the bottom that you can work through with your kids as well. So there's even music mm-hmm. that goes along with this catechism if you want to take it one step further, which we have not personally done. But we have watched people do this well. Yeah, we've got to get that rolling in our church. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one more example is question 17. Uh, what is idolatry? Idolatry is trusting in created things rather than the creator for our hope and happiness, significance, and security. Guys, that has everything to do with our conversation. Mm. Idolatry is trusting in created things rather than the creator. Mm. Um, And so we take what's good and we make it what's bad. And so that's a nice little tool. And I honestly just love everything about it. I love the the, uh, texture of the pages and the, the, uh, just whoever put this together did a really good job. Yeah. Putting it together. Um, so that's it, guys. Thanks for joining, you know, um, hanging out, listening to this. Uh, just to put on your radar, a few, a few um, housekeeping uh, things for more light. Uh, we're taking August off, so we're not going to be podcasting during the month of August. We're going to take a break 
um, to reflect on what the Lord is doing, um, maybe spend some intentional time planning and preparing for more more light stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, we realize that we need a break too. And this is not about us just pumping out content. Busting it out. <laughs> Pump it up. <laughs> and you know we uh, yeah we're trying to do some stuff in August too so we have a really exciting you know we have an exciting new series coming up we're really excited about lots of special guests mm-hmm. um, yeah we got some guests lined up for September so yeah starting the fall we're, we're gonna start a series called day by day and we're just gonna look at the everyday stuff that we do in life and um, see where that takes us it's going to be really exciting really good so i think during august we'll keep you updated about what that looks like via instagram and um i'm going to continue to write blogs i'm working on a blog right now called a better vision Uh, and i i uh, encourage you to check that blog out um it's going to be good and i am currently like halfway through it so i'll be doing that yeah but other than that we are just glad that you joined us today very glad (laughs) and you can always do the things you can go on apple you can go on spotify if you're a spotify guy uh if you're an apple guy apple girl apple girl spotify girl guy whichever is pleasant to you (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah you can check out our stuff there uh you can go on our website morelightprojects.com click around you can check out some old film photos that elizabeth had posted a while back i've got more coming she's got more coming so don't be stressing out about that (laughs) sorry but not sorry (laughs) so yeah thank you guys and um i guess we'll see you around i guess we'll see you in the weightlifting room we'll see you around town (laughs) bye